اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وصلی اللہ علی سیدنا محمد وعلى آلہ الطیبین الطاہرین And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation. Continuing our topic of faith, the next subsection in Mizan al-Hikmah talks about that which completes faith. Now the completion of faith is a lofty goal that very few people have been able to attain in the history of humankind. And most of the ahadith in this section are concerned with things that a person needs to have in order to complete faith. Faith itself has levels. In some ahadith we have up to 10 levels of faith. And when someone reaches the 10th level they have completed faith. But what we understand from any reality that has levels and is like something like faith, like for example love or knowledge or other qualities like that, is that they are qualities that have a never-ending number of levels and are in fact one reality. It is a little bit like light which can be dim or can also be strong and it has a unlimited number of levels in between the dimmest light and the strongest light. So too, Iman or faith is something that can be weak and something that can be strong. And there are an unlimited number of levels in between. But when the Ahadith talk about 10 levels, what is meant is 10 major milestones in that reality that is unlimited in the number of levels that it has. In the first Hadith, the Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Three qualities when present in an individual will complete his faith. A man who does not fear the reproach of an admonisher for the sake of Allah, who never shows off in any of his actions, and who when faced with two matters, one for this world and the other for the hereafter, he chooses the matter of the hereafter over the world. So these are three great qualities that a person, if they are to have them, will take them towards the completion of faith. The first is that when it comes to anything to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't fear being singled out. They don't fear being reproached. They don't fear being looked down upon. And that is not a worry when it comes to things that are to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to the way they live their life, when it comes to the way they are, when it comes to the beliefs that they hold, they don't worry about what other people think about that. And they don't worry when other people reproach them for that. And the reason for that is not just because they're stubborn. The reason for that is because of their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and because of their understanding. Their understanding prevents them from worrying about what other people think because they have understood something that other people haven't understood. And so it is on the basis of that understanding that they don't worry about what other people think. The second quality is that they're not show-offs. They don't show off in their actions. They are humble people. And that quality means that they build a portfolio, if you like, of good actions that are for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those actions are not of benefit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are of benefit to this person himself. So that continual action, that continual sincere action is something that pushes them towards the perfection of faith. And number three, in the times of their lives where they are faced with a choice between this world and the next, they always pick the next. And the choice to pick the next life has its effect in this life too. Because the next life is a manifestation of the good choices that we have made in this life. And the next life is linked to the purity of our soul. So in this world, a person that chooses the next life gets a benefit inside the soul and many times also in the world of cause and effect as well. That is why for believers, it is not that they have to wait for the next world to see the benefit of their actions. They see the benefit of those actions within this world too, not only within themselves but also in their circumstances as well. 
In the next hadith, the Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, A servant's faith is incomplete until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself, and until he fears Allah both in terms of jesting as well as seriousness. This is a beautiful hadith because it explains one of the qualities of a complete faith and explains the type of person that somebody who has complete faith is. And that is that they love for others what they love for themselves. This is a general principle that we find not only in the religion of Islam but we find in other religions as well. And it is a gold standard of ethics and of spirituality. It is something that is very easy to judge because we know what we like for ourselves and therefore we know what we should like for other people. So it is something that is very practical for somebody to work on. And the second quality here is that he fears Allah or she fears Allah both in terms of jesting as well as in seriousness. And of course that means that they never overstep the boundaries because they're always aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the next tradition the Holy Prophet wasallam is reported to have said, A servant's faith in Allah is not complete until he has five attributes in him. Complete reliance upon Allah, entrusting his affairs to Allah, submission to Allah's will, contentment with Allah's decree, and patience in Allah's tribulations. Certainly one who loves for the sake of Allah, hates for the sake of Allah, gives for the sake of Allah, and withholds for the sake of Allah, has in fact completed faith. So this hadith talks about some very very high stations and inshallah in the scale of wisdom all of these stations are spoken about individually but it's also important to understand how they connect together. The first statement here mentioned is reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tawakkul ala Allah. This is when a person acts according to the world of cause and effect and then puts the result in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands. But the thing about tawakkul is that although you have left the affair in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands, you still have a preference for an outcome. So for example, say I had just bought a beautiful new car and I rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this car will not be damaged. So I park the car in my garage, I make sure that the door is locked and that there was nothing that can possibly come and damage my car. And then I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that my car won't be damaged. This is tawakkul. This is taking care of the world of cause and effect, putting the outcome in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also hoping for a specific outcome. This is tawakkul. So for example, in the time of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, there was somebody who didn't understand correctly the conditions of tawakkul, the conditions of reliance on Allah ﷻ. So he went to the mosque and he left his camel outside. And while they were praying, his camel walked away. So when he came out of the mosque and he saw that his camel had run away, he complained by saying, I made tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that my camel wouldn't run away and it ran away. And then the Holy Prophet said one of the most famous statements when it comes to the discussion of tawakkul, which is i'kal wa tawakkal, which means first tie the camel and then put your trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, i.e. follow the world of cause and effect and then entrust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there are always things that can go wrong as well. It is not the case that the world of cause and effect is completely perfect. And so if you just follow the world of cause and effect, then the outcome is always secure. And I think it is this delicate relationship between the world of cause and effect and putting our reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is perhaps the difficult thing to overcome. Are we relying on the world of cause and effect or are we relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is something that needs to be reconciled within the mind and the heart of the believer. 
But this is the first thing. That is that in all of their affairs, they put their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the outcome that they desire. But that is the junior brother, tawakkul is the junior brother of tafwil, which is the next section, which is called entrusting your affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the difference between tawakkul and tafwil is that in tawakkul, you have an outcome that you want to occur. Whereas in tafwil, which is entrusting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you also put the outcome in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands. So you do not have a preferential outcome. Wherever that outcome takes you or whatever it happens to be, that is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as you can see, this is a higher station than tawakkul. But obviously tawakkul links into tafwiz. You can't reach the station of tafwiz without having tawakkul. And you also can't reach the station of tawakkul without a number of other conditions as well, including acting, including being patient, including having wisdom, including having knowledge, and all of these other stations that are also required for tawakkul. And inshallah, we'll talk about the other qualities when we get to them in the book. Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, the most perfect in faith from among you is the one with the best character. This is a beautiful hadith that again summarizes what it is to have perfect faith. And that is to have a perfect character. And a perfect character is not just in etiquettes and ethics. Faith itself is also a character trait. And it is through faith and love of Allah and fear of Allah and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person's character develops. And so if you want to comprehend who has the best faith, the place to look is in their character. And again, that is something that a person can't fake. A person's character or their personality is what it is. In the next hadith, Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, three attributes when present in an individual complete his faith, intellect, clemency, and knowledge. And this hadith also has a very long explanation, especially because it's talking about the intellect, which is the aql. And we have many, many ahadith explaining the aql and the role of the aql or the intellect in reforming somebody's character. And of course, the perfection of the intellect is also something that very few people have been able to do. And likewise, clemency and knowledge are two essential attributes for somebody who's seeking to complete faith. Imam Ali salam is also reported to have said, a servant's faith is not complete until he loves one whom Allah the Glorious loves and hates one who Allah the Glorious hates. So the servant has to align what they love and what they hate and whom they love and whom they hate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Sadiq salam is reported to have said, A servant cannot attain the reality of faith until there exist in him three attributes. Learning the religion, good assessment of his living expenses and patience in suffering. The next subsection talks about increase of faith and it begins with the Quranic ayah and when his signs are recited to them, they increase their faith. Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, Faith appears as a white spot in the heart. So whenever faith increases in magnitude, the whiteness increases. When faith is completed, the entire heart becomes white. So this is talking about the reality of faith, not the physical reality of faith, because when an investigation is done on a believer's heart, the doctors will not find a white heart. Here what we're talking about is the metaphysical reality of faith, and that is that it purifies the heart little bit at a time, like a spot that increases in its size until it covers the whole of the heart. The next subsection talks about the levels of faith. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, the best of faith is to know that Allah is with you wherever you are. 
is a beautiful hadith that explains to us the beauty of having faith is that a person feels the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever they are and the practical knowledge of that as well. The Holy Prophet sallallahu is reported to have said the best of faith is patience and liberality as samaha. Here liberality means being forgiving of other people and these are two great benefits of having faith. The Holy Prophet is also reported to have said, Faith has more than 70 branches. The best of them is the statement, There is no God but Allah. And the lowest of them is to remove obstacles from the path. And chastity is a branch of faith. So faith itself is a reality that from it stems many different branches. The best being the truthful understanding of the statement, There is no God but Allah. Being completely sincere to that statement. And the lowest of that is to remove obstacles from the path, meaning that your concern for others is such that if there is an obstacle in the path that would prevent other people or would be dangerous for other people to pass through and you had the ability to just move it off the road, then you would do that. And of course being chased is one of the branches of faith. Imam Ali salam is reported to have said, The best of faith is excellent conviction. So the best thing in faith is to have full conviction. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, Certainly faith is ten levels, like the rungs of a ladder, where each rung is climbed one after the other. The one on the second rung cannot say to the one on the first, You are nothing, until he completes the ten. Therefore do not knock the one below you down, lest the one above you knocks you down. And when you see one below you in rank, lift him up to your level with gentleness. And do not burden him with that which he cannot bear, lest you break him. For verily, one who breaks a believer must put him back together again. So in this hadith, as we saw, there are different levels of faith. But the imam explains a very important aspect of the etiquette of dealing with people of faith. And that is that because there are levels that a person must climb one by one, you cannot skip any of the levels or move past any of them. You have to traverse through all of them. A person who is further along the journey will understand the level of the faith of a person who is not so far along the journey. And their responsibility at that time is not to be harsh with that believer who is below them in the ranks of faith and expect them to have the faith that they themselves have. Rather it is to help them along that journey of faith with gentleness and not with harshness. Because with harshness there is a possibility that you will break that person's faith. And if you are the cause of somebody's faith breaking, then the responsibility is on you to solve that issue. So the etiquette of moving along in faith is to help people along with gentleness. In the same way that you also, in your journey of faith, want people who are further along that journey to help you with gentleness and to not break you. In the last tradition for this subsection, Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, Certainly Allah has divided faith into seven parts. Goodness, honesty, conviction, contentedness, loyalty, knowledge and clemency. So these are all attributes that are part of faith and also help us to increase in our faith. They are all attributes that we ourselves can judge. Do we have goodness within us? How much and to what level is that goodness? Can we improve in that goodness? Are we honest? To what level can we improve? Are there other levels of honesty that we can go through? Are there other aspects of honesty? Is it only honesty with the tongue or are there other aspects of honesty as well? Conviction. Do we go through periods of doubt or are there some things within religion that confuse us and cause us to doubt? Contentedness. Do we find that contentedness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within us? And so on for loyalty, knowledge and clemency. 
there are still quite a few subsections in this section of faith and inshallah we will continue with them in the next episode wa sallallahu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin